Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Racket. I'm Jeff. Good evening. I'm Adam. And I'm Ross. I'm very excited. We have an absolute character in the room with us tonight. Uh, please welcome Pete from Pete and the Test Tube Babies. Good afternoon. Yay. <laughs> When's the last time you had a microphone in your face? God, fucking hell, that's a good question. <laughs> very good question. I think it would have been um, the 6th of March last year, which was our last gig. Wow. Um, which was the album release party. And what's the album called, Pete? Oh, <coughs> plug, plug, plug. plug. <laughs> Fucked If I Know. Called Fucked If I Know. Yeah, Fucked If I Know. That's the name, is it? Yeah. Oh, right, no, brilliant. <laughs> His name is what? That could well, go on for that, hours. No, what's the name? You could have been one of those there. <laughs> have, a, have a look, I gave you the copy. It's Fucked right. If I Know. I'll, I'll put it somewhere. I'll say, I'll say put it somewhere. <laughs> Fucked If I Know. Brilliant. Did it. it take a long time to come up with that one, or not really? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that followed on from the album before, which was that shallot. Brilliant. That shallot. I've got it. I've it's a great got album, it. isn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. So, uh, I guess, how young were you when you actually started the test tubes? God, I must have been seventeen, I think. Wow. wow. Okay. Yeah, nineteen. Project. Yeah, I was sixteen in nineteen seventy-seven. We started in seventy-eight, so sixteen or seventeen. Right. What was the motivation <clears throat> for that? What was just love punk? I mean, up until then, I'd been listening to loads of metal and stuff like that. You know, Zeppelin and Jeffro Toll and Yes and prog rock and everything. Right. You know, I was really into music, but. None of these bands really sort of had anything to say about sort of what was going on with life for kids. Right. And suddenly punk rock came along. It's like, fucking hell, I hate school, I hate the police, I hate my parents, and Perfect. all these bands do as well. <laughs> it's like, oh, fucking hell, these <laughs> So basically, yeah, I sort of ditched all my old rock stuff and just got straight into punk. Fantastic. I was the first punk in Peacehaven, I think. Wow. Have you, is there a plaque on the wall, one of those blue ones? No. I've actually got one of those on my caravan. Now, our drummer gave me one. As, <clears throat> so there's one on my caravan. Now you see people walking past it. Fucking I like that. That's, that's beautiful. I've got one of those blue plaques. All the rest of the people on my caravan site must think I'm a right pompous cunt. <laughs> and you probably are, but whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. He gave it to me as a birthday present. I thought, well, and he's going, you've got to put it on your caravan. I'm like, oh, God, I can just see what everyone else is going to think. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it up. So that was the start of Peter and the Test Tube. Yeah, so that's 1978 in Peace right. Haven. The name is is staggering. Uh, can you tell us how that came about? Well, we we got the band together and we didn't have a name. So there's a period where we didn't have a name, and then some kid came up to us that we knew, and he said, "Oh, you guys have started a band, haven't you?" So yeah. He said, "What are you called?" We ain't got a name. Why do why don't you do something about test tube babies? Because it was all in the news then. Louise Brown was the first test tube baby, which was in nineteen seventy eight. Oh right, okay. So <clears throat> we thought, yeah, okay, and we just took it from there. Well, and I jo- think at, at that time there were lots of bands like Johnny and the. There was loads of always a name and the somebody. Right, so we just took that. It's a bit of a long winded name. So. <clears throat> 
Sorry, Jeff. Amazing that you know a lot of people when they start bands they come up with crazy names and uh, as they grow older they oh, don't know that shit and they change it and they go through a number of different names. But you stuck with your name since you were seventeen and you've made it something. Well, like the that. thing yeah. is, we that's brilliant. Within the first, we got a tr- shortly after we started rehearsing. I mean, we got a drummer on a Sunday, did a rehearsal with him, did our first gig on a Tuesday in Brighton, supporting Piranhas, I think, or Nicky and the Dots. On the Thursday, we did another gig, and at that gig, we were asked to go on the Voltage 78 album. After so on three the Friday, gigs, you I were think off. we were in the studio. So within a week, we'd got a drummer, and we're recording our first track on an album. Now, that <laughs> doesn't normally happen no. to most <laughs> so Normally, that can so take a thought, lifetime. Well, can't, really <laughs> change, can't really change the name of the band now. Oh, we're on a record. Or so, Bloody so, hell. So it stuck with us, really. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, so in a week, we're making our first record. That was Elvis is Dead on Voltage 78. Bloody hell. Yeah, I've seen the T-shirts. They have changed over <clears> the years, I guess, <throat> a little bit. So how has the band evolved or changed over the years? Well, it's still me and Derek, the guitarist. Me and, me and him went to school together. We write all the songs. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we've had different bass players and drummers. Mm. But, yeah, so we just, we just carried on, just going, really. So were you to... sort of straight on to tours? From, because obviously that, that's a... Really quick way to kick it off. Yeah, well, then from, <laughs> so. there, from then, um, yeah, obviously we started playing loads of gigs. And What uh, kind of places were you playing at that point? You were, uh, mainly mainly all around the UK. I don't think we did anything for maybe a year outside. But then once we played it outside, I think my first gig was in Holland, it just, we just got loads and loads of gigs. Cool. Was there a much bigger <clears throat> sort of... Oh, excuse me, I'm just going to choke. Carry on. <laughs> <I> think, <laughs> was there, much, there, was there the a much bigger draw for it outside of the UK? Yeah, yeah, there, just, yeah I've got you right. back, man. I've got you back. Well, no, there was, there, was still a, there was still a lot of interest here. I mean, you know, you've got to remember this is 1978, 1979, mm. so punk was still reasonably new. Mm. So, I'm entirely even, ignorant yeah. to, uh, to the scene outside of the UK. I'm, I'm, oh, no, it's always, you know, they were all catching on a bit later. Mm. I mean, even now, you know, you've got punk bands who are starting up in Thailand, you know, and yeah. they've probably only been going in the last 10 years. Mm. So you know, there's always somebody new catching on to it. Um, any influence? What would have been your first influence at that time? Well, I think just punk in general, and certainly a load of early Brighton punk bands. Right. Like the Piranhas, Nicky and the Dots, the Plastics. Joe, Are any, I know Joe Piranhas are still going sometimes. Yeah, Are any yeah, of the others going? <clears throat> no, I don't think so. No, I think they're the only ones that are still going. So what kind of year are we up to at this point? We're uh... Well, around, so that, so I think, 79, maybe 80, we saw an advert in um, Sounds, remember the old yeah, music yeah, yeah. paper, uh, record label looking for acts. Wow. So <laughs> we just wrote them a letter. This is day four emails and everything, mobile phones. Yeah, well, how about us then? And I, yeah, okay. We, go, we sent them a copy of um, Voltage 78 and I think that maybe they'd heard of us and we were the third band that they signed up. That was This is such no a meteoric records. rise to, you know, all, all of a sudden <clears throat> right in the business. It's yeah. like... 
So that was with No Future Records, and they released Band from the Pubs as the first single. And then shortly after that, Pissed and Proud, the first album. Never looked back. <laughs> incredible. <coughs> totally incredible. Yeah. So how did it actually kick off and build? I mean, maybe give us a rundown of some places you've toured to, some Oh, highlights. we've been everywhere. We've played Israel. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah. America, although maybe not might not go back there. <laughs> America. That's been, another story. J- Japan. Too many Americans here. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. America, Japan, all over Europe, of course. Uh, Columbia, we went to um, 2019. Wow! So, in your travels, have you got a favourite when you were uh, a country? We're talking at the minute. Was there a probably Germany? We do really well in Germany. We have big, quite mm. big shows. I mean, in England, we probably play sort of smaller venues, but in Germany, we're playing to probably about a thousand people a night, mm. so we can have like bigger show. Right. And we do that every Christmas. Hmm. So that's like a tradition. I've been doing that last 20 or 30 years, every Christmas in Germany. And I hear you like kind of dressing up for those uh, Yeah, well, to make it a bit more interesting, we always have a theme. Right. So the last tour, of course, was 2019. So the theme for that was uh, back in time to 69 so 50 years before so i made a film i always make a film right so we have a film playing behind us it's a bit bit boring just looking at four blokes (laughs) so we have a film playing behind us i made a film all events happened in 69 right i was dressed as sharon sharon tate because she that's when she got murdered (laughs) so i I looked pregnant anyway (laughs) i had this white dress on with shit loads of blood all (laughs) everywhere yeah really tasteful like it was so it was so distasteful (laughs) unbelievable so uh bass player was um manson what, Charles? He was dressed as Charles Manson. Drummer was a national, because it was the year the man went to the moon. Right. And uh, guitarist was Brian Jones, because that was when he died. Right, okay. But, yeah, we do a, a, a theme every year. I mean, one year we did um, the Holy Bible tour. The first night, I think we were in Munich, dressed as a nun. And, of course, I looked pregnant. That's a sad And H, <clears throat> we, H, our bass player, is dressed as a Buddhist monk. Uh, Derek is dressed as a cardinal, and someone else is dressed as a bishop. <clears throat> I've gone out, I've got a pulpit, <clears throat> spotlights on me, and uh, our keyboard, we've got a, our, our roadie is playing a keyboard doing Silent Night, hmm? yeah, which is actually a German song, still an act. So he's in the keyboards to that. I've come out first night <clears throat> and I just had this brainwave before I came out of the dressing room. Oh, I know what I'm going to do. So I've gone out to the um, pulpit. Everyone's all the eyes on me. Yeah, spotlight. <clears throat> Chopped out a great big fucking line on the pulpit <laughs> in, front of, in front of the whole audience. <laughs> Hoovered up this line there. All the Germans are going, what the fuck? <laughs> They can tell whether it's so you can real, see is, yeah. it, is it real? Is it, you can see discuss yeah, 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 is it real? Yeah. Maybe it's not so so then I did that every night every <laughs> no, night on yeah. the tour. I remember in Hamburg I chopped one out and it was too fucking big. I just thought, God fucking 
I had to get H, the Buddhist monk. He had to come over. <laughs> <laughs> one as well. The whole religion went down immediately. <laughs> so, so every night. <laughs> and, then, and then I would go into singing Silent Night in German. Wow. I didn't realise you were multilingual, Pete. Well, it was handy having the pulpit there because I had all the words. <laughs> <laughs> German singing pronunciation That'd be interesting We're going to ask you Obviously because this is Racket And this is Roadies and Crew um, You you started um, working behind the scenes You started pushing those boxes yourself Yeah, that was years ago My my introduction into local crewing Yes, can you tell us a little bit about that? I think the first gig I local crewed on it was Dire Straits at Brighton Centre. I can't remember when it was. It was probably sometime in the late 70s. Right. <clears throat> uh, I got roped into it. Um, yeah, and then sort of did it for... Oh, <laughs> 20 plus years. 30, 30 plus years. Wow, okay. In fact, my doctor says that's how come I've got arthritis in my shoulders. In fact, I'm surprised none of you guys mm. or have you. Well, this is the only time in my life where, when I haven't had a pain because we've been off for so long. Yeah. So it's like that body is recuperation finally, year. Yeah, yeah. body has finally healed itself. Yeah, so, uh, so, so my doctor said when I went in with you know sort of my shoulders really, I can't understand it. I said, have a look after the X-ray. He said, "What do you do for a job?" I told him. He said, "Well, what do you that's expect? probably <laughs> <laughs> what do you expect all those have years? You, have you got that? any memorable experiences?" <clears throat> Or anything that comes to mind, really? Well, obviously, uh, the legend that is Chins Bar. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, did, I didn't want to press you on it, but just, <laughs> just, just in case it came out, you know. I, well, the thing, the thing is, right, we, we've, you, you probably, I mean, you, all you guys do this as well. You've been doing it for years. Uh, for me, I don't mind getting up early and going to work. I've never really minded that. Especially when it's like working with all you guys, it's like, oh, you know, the job's a bit shit, but the guys are really nice, so you kind of laugh. But what I used to really hate was going back in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind getting up in the morning, doing the morning's work. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. back in the evening, you know, you've had your dinner and you've settled <laughs> and it's winter and it's fucking cold. So I used to hate that. So, so how, then how did I you thought, cope with it then? So then I thought, how, how, can I make this a, how can I make this a little bit more enjoyable? So I think it just started, someone, one of the caterers maybe gave me a beer once. I was like, fucking hell. You know, <laughs> you know it's helps. like when you're working, it's like someone gives you a beer, it's like fucking gold, you know. <laughs> like, fucking hell, that's nice. God, God, I've been working my bollocks off all night and someone's going to be yeah, that's just what I wanted. Perfect. So, yeah, so it went from there. And then I thought, well, maybe if I, maybe I'll bring in a beer tomorrow or the next gig, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then before long, it was like... It was a pub, yeah. <laughs> well, before long, it was like every gig, I would make sure I had a beer. So when I finished work, I've got... I've got a cold beer there. And you know, it's like some... I remember specifically Pink, yeah? There was 50 fucking crew, 50 people, yeah? So after the first hour, 
What's everyone doing? I mean, I've got, <laughs> some people are still doing lights and the stage, but everyone who's done the PA... They've kind of finished. It's like, you, and there's only so much, you you know, you've got like eight people pushing a box just to, <laughs> This is fucking ridiculous, <laughs> you know? This it's one. like, so, so then I thought, well, this is bollocks. Even if I slip off, no one's going to notice I'm missing <laughs> because it's so, more banded. There's so many people. So then I thought, well... I just knob off and I'll have, have a beer. Oh, maybe I'll have two beers. <laughs> I was basically finished. I always do the PA. Don't get me wrong. It's not like I go to work and just fuck off and leave everyone no. to work. I would do the. You've pulled your weight by that yeah, point. I, I, yeah. I would, you know, do the PA. I always wanted to do the PA and get all that loaded in. And then once that's done, and if it's a gig when there's shit loads of crew, I mean, if there's 16 people, well, you know, you help, don't you? Sure. It was like fucking forty fucking people, and twenty of them are standing around with picking next their noses. To to exactly. <laughs> so that's where, where I then it sort of progressed a little bit to where <laughs> I found a room that was lockable. <laughs> oh, this is handy. <laughs> Not only do I have to hide downstairs somewhere with all the chairs and brooms and everything. In the dark. <laughs> drinking, drinking my beer like some villain, you know. I just found this room. Why don't I just go there and have a bit of comfort, yeah? <clears throat> and then I remember one day, it was, it was the pink gig. I'd uh, thought, because where I lived as well, where I lived, I only had a bath. I didn't have a shower. So I thought, Right, once I've, once, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll take my shower, I'll take the shower stuff in. I need a shave as well, I'll take my shaving stuff in. This is while it's all getting put on the truck. So I loaded the, loaded the PA in, you know, did a few other things. Time to sneak off, have a beer, have a shower, have a shave. <laughs> as I'm shaving, I come to the door with a towel at me. <laughs> Shaving, your robe shaving phone it's like fucking hell chin for fuck's sake <laughs> meanwhile it's like you know, loads of work <laughs> he still came in and had a drink yeah <laughs> oh brilliant but, but yeah, Let, so, let's say normally that that doesn't happen when you go to work with local crew well I was wondering what's, what's happened after that I left what did you Anyone continue with Chins Bar? Hmm. No, I think they they sealed the room off as soon as you left. They bricked off. It was boarded over off. and screwed shut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, I think they stopped that habit. I think you they you took were... the license away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lost the license. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I didn't really. I mean, okay, it was taking the piss a little bit, but I was still, I still did yeah. the work. And I, sure. It was only. Only when there was like shitloads of people mm. just hanging around, you know. For sure, you know, especially on a show like that, you're absolutely right. When you when you got fifty people, yeah, the, yeah. the, the key is trying to get it out as quickly as possible. Yeah, and, and that's to look that's busy. necessary when everything's set up. You need as many bloody hands as you can get. But you're right. Yeah. As soon as it gets down to pushing boxes onto a truck, well, yeah, eight yeah, people on fine. a box yeah. just to try and look busy. Yeah. Yeah. Just because some American tour manager, mm-hmm. they want them mm. exactly right. <clears throat> They so, and then I think you were the most exciting backline tech probably in the history of backline techs when you got the job for Stomp. And oh, fucking <laughs> hell, yeah, Stomp, yeah. I managed to, managed to work my way into working for Stomp. 
And then um, it's actually a local thing, aren't they? I, I was in there. Massive. I was, yeah. I was surprised well, at that. Because <clears> they, being a... they started off as Pookie Snackenberger and uh, as what? Sorry, <clears throat> Pookie Snackenberger. What? Does he have to say it for a third time? (laughs) Pookie Snackenberger. Forerunner of Stomp. Right. And um, Luke, who's the boss of Stomp. Mr. Cresswell. Luke Cresswell. He's a drummer. Hmm. He auditioned for us once. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. Did you not give him the job? This is way back, way back before Stomp, obviously before Stomp and Pookie Snackenberger even. He was in a band called The Vitamins. So we'd lost a drummer and we thought, oh, maybe maybe Luke is a good drummer. So we auditioned Luke. He's a good drummer, but we were looking for Keith Moon and he's a mm. bit, you know, Gene Krupa sort of jazz. <laughs> sort of jazz sort of stuff. Good More drummer. More theatre. You want, yeah, you want <laughs> yeah, the... Yeah, uh, good drummer, but yeah. he wants fucking banging yeah, the drums yeah. I really wanted. So I want split snares and cracked cymbals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. oh, yeah, sorry, Luke. Yeah, thanks for turning up, mate. Yeah, sorry, not really what we're looking for now. <laughs> Did that make <laughs> his career? You say yeah, you were oh, instrumental. It, in occasionally, it. <laughs> occasionally, when I'm working for him, he'll bring it up, you know, <laughs> Now he's a multi-millionaire. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working for him. You were backline tech, so essentially you were just putting microphones in lots of... Hold on, this is the story. Backline <laughs> tech, so, so first day, first day, there's me and Fricks, and uh, we're basically backline techs. Well, we're, we're stage managers, but they have a stage manager each side of the stage. Right. There's a lot, there's so much going, you've got to take off... Um, people's the drums and sinks off of people's necks and put something else on. Is this is almost wardrobe at that point? Yeah, it's all <laughs> wardrobe. Yeah, stroke backline because I was, I turned to Fricks one day, probably the first. I said, "Must be the only backline techs who are really good at making brooms." <laughs> <laughs> that was a, a prerequisite of being a tech for. You have to make, to a, make good a good broom, broom put sticky, and get it right right about the glue. <laughs> And the dustbins were our amplifiers, <laughs> you know, that's it. Oh. I can't imagine trying to EQ a dustbin, I don't know how. Well, that's where Mike Roberts comes in, he's an award-winning sound man and he, yeah. he does all their stuff, the sound. Yeah, he's really good. So, uh, what's happening with the band? You've just done the album? Well, we released the album... Get another uh, plug in, Pete. What's it called? Fucktifano. <laughs> What's it called? Yeah, Fucktifano. Should we just look it up? <laughs> yeah, let's Google it. Well, that was the thing. Can you buy the new... Can I get the new test tubes out? Yeah, what's it called? Fuck if I know. Well, if you don't know, how am I going to know? Yeah, it could go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> it could go on forever. Yeah, so that came out um, <clears throat> last March... That was our last gig, which was the album launch party in Berlin. That was what, right before the lockdown. It was right lockdown. before lockdown. Yeah, the last gig. It, it was one. In th- I think it was one of the last gigs in Berlin. I think. Yeah. So uh, that was the last gig we did. Um, since then, I've just, I've just been surviving on. You're an English teacher, which I can't me. believe that a punk rock legend, you know. But well, the funny thing, funny thing is, at school, I was, I was the only thing I was really good at was English. Right. Uh, I used to, 
It's not going to sound very punk, but he used to write loads of poetry. <laughs> he used to write loads of poetry. It was basically songwriting. Oh, hey, there's a soft side to mm. you. <laughs> <laughs> I wandered lonely as a punk. <laughs> yeah, well, poetry is just like one step behind songwriting, isn't it? Yeah. It's just rhyming, yeah. So, so yeah, so, <clears throat> in fact, I remember my... Um, in those days, you used to have careers officers who would remember them well. Guide you in your last year of school. What are you going to do? What's what's your plan? Most of them would go right. Your uh, local factory, local factory, <laughs> local factory. <clears throat> so I remember my careers officer saying, "Okay, Mister Bywaters, what is it you're going to be doing? What what is it you think you'll be doing when you leave school?" I said, "Well, I want to be a rock star." Wow. So oh, this is at what, 14, 15 years old? 15, yeah. Fifth, right. And how did that go down? <laughs> <laughs> You'll never be a rock star. No, 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm in with the yeah, officer. Yeah, we know yeah. the factor is down there. <laughs> do you have, do you have, I've got a forklift now. Yeah. Do you have a plan B? I said, well, I wouldn't mind being an English teacher. Oh. And lo and behold. Your second mm. choice. Both. It's quite amazing. set up to do. Yeah. Do you think you've achieved... I think I have, yeah, because when I look back on that and think, well, I said to him I wanted to be, okay, a rock star, okay, I'm not fucking Bono, but, you know, Mm. I'll make money and get paid to tour the world, so. Mm. Not bad. Minor rock star. Yeah. And I teach English and nice, easy job. I I was lucky, really, I think, because, you know, I I actually want, that's what I wanted to do and I set out to do it. Uh, I've got a question, um, going back to your touring days and stuff. Um, I, I used to fantasise before I got deeply involved in working in the industry about just going on tour, being on buses. Going, oh, God. Buses. Oh, no, you've just re- reminded well, me. Well, how else do you pass the not time? Not another story. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. So now you've reminded me. So we went to Columbia. That was one of our last gigs at the end of 2019, yeah? First time in Columbia. And we're sort of, Pete and the Chess Players are well known as uh, liking a bit of the marching powder. Right. So we get there, first day, uh, straight off to the pub. Guy, the, guys, the, the guys there just can't believe they've got Pete's Pete on the test tube papers. Yeah, they all, really all just can't believe Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah. Shit loads of coke, and we've been told beforehand, right? Okay, when you get to Colombia, you guys, we know how much you like shoveling up your nose, but be careful because it's going to be really strong over there. So, first night we get there, within 20 minutes, we're in the bog, yeah, and given so much, yeah, so much coke, <clears throat> and we're thinking, so there's me, the drummer, and the bass player. And we're thinking, well, we better be careful. So we did lines, small lines here. And came out the bog. It was all right. You know, we're all expecting, you know, fucking... The ultimate buzz, heads whatever. Heads you know, face numb, like, no. you know, in the old days. Oh, nothing. So by the end of the night, we were just doing Montana's, you know, during oh. the night. Anyway, so we're there for five days, right? We only got one gig. <laughs> we only got one gig. But I swung it that we could be there for five days. Five, five days in Bogota. People are giving, I mean, people are giving me 
So we had just loads and loads of coke. You didn't have to go and find it. it. Just loads and loads of it. So we're doing snoring all the time. Is it? And afterwards, we're in a pub. There's me, the drummer, and the bass player, and my girlfriend. And uh, <clears throat> I said, oh, I'm getting a bit bored with snoring it. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, my nose is streaming. I said, do you remember that Stevie Nicks story? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a straw? <laughs> you know the Stevie Nicks story? <laughs> tell it, tell it, because a lot of people won't yeah. know. Well, Stevie Nicks apparently was doing so much up her nose that it wasn't really working anymore. So in the end, she had someone who would blow it up her ass in a <laughs> straw, yeah? So I said, do you know, remember that? Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's go back to the hotel and do that. So my girlfriend, right, she doesn't do coke, so she's thinking, what? <laughs> <laughs> so we've all gone back to the hotel. Before we left the pub, we, we managed to get some straws. <laughs> we, had, we had to draw lots to see who would be, to, <laughs> who, would, who would be receiving, who would be blowing, yeah? <laughs> 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 all, all the while, my girlfriend's still thinking it's a joke, yeah. She's thinking, you know. Poor thing yeah, must Fleetwood, have been horrified. Yeah. All of her favourite Fleetwood Mac numbers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, in, in the end, it, um, it was it was a bass player who was going to have, he was going to be receiving and I was going to be blowing, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, Sam, a drummer, had, had made some sort of, He'd, he'd made the perfect way of getting it in the straw somehow without it falling out this end, but um, still being able to, to, to blow it. He'd, he'd made the perfect... I'm know, conjuring up the picture. I'm trying not to cover it. He'd made the perfect delivery system, yeah? So, <laughs> so um, meanwhile, my girlfriend's thick. She's... Still think now by now a bit of doubt is crossing <laughs> You can see her face here. I th I so I thought um after I thought we were all gonna, you know, have a go, you know, the three of us. So I, I went back to to my my room to get to get something or other and washed my ass. <laughs> well. Oh you sweetheart. <laughs> Honestly. Gentlemen. Being, yeah. being, being polite as you yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> So I've come back back to their room and I said, oh, oh yeah, oh no, I think I was supplying the coke. And I come back, all oh, right, here's a coke, yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, I washed my ass. And yeah, it's just so. By now, my girlfriend's like, my dies. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> she's still your girlfriend yeah, at this yeah. time. All right, okay. She's going, you're not really, no, no you're not really going to do this, are you? <clears throat> so. I said, yeah, of course. And I bit, we'd all been going, so, yeah, of course we are, of course we are. You know, we're not joking. And she thought it was a joke. She thought that was the joke, that we're not joking. Gotcha. Yeah. It does sound like a joke. Uh, anyway, yeah. now she's like... <laughs> and so a uh, bass player goes into the bathroom, drops his tra trousers. Well, I'm washing my arse as well, so <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> what a polite punk band. It's quite... It's not what you expect at all, is it, really? So... Uh, <laughs> So we're all ready. We're basically all ready to go, yeah. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> you're not going to do it, are you? 
this is my girlfriend. She was like, mm, right, really fucking deadly. She's gone from laughing about it. So like, like, what the fuck? Yeah. Don't you fucking dare <laughs> sort of thing. I said, come on, it's just a laugh, you know. She said, oh, how am I going to, you know, you're, it's your friend's bottom. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to look you in the eye after you look him in the eye. <laughs> I said, it's not a sexual thing. I think she looked at it as sexual. Oh, right, it's not right, a yeah. sexual thing. I said, you know, it's just a laugh, you know. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to, no one can go near your bottom. Uh, you know. oh. Don't you dare. So, in the end, it all fizzled out, yeah. Oh. Right. Oh. So it all fizzled out. We, oh, we what a shame. We didn't do it. However, however, so that was uh, December last year. Less than a week later, we were on tour in Germany in a nightliner, yeah, and we had a, uh, an American support band. And we're telling them the story of what had happened or didn't happen for, right. you know, just four or five days later, earlier, yeah. Um, my girlfriend wasn't there, so mm. one thing led to another. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I think it's like the first or second day. These Americans are with us, yeah. And they're, you guys are fucking crazy. <laughs> they couldn't fucking believe it. So we actually really did do you it. You did do mm. it. We and actually do it. I blew, I blew it up a bass, our bass player's ass. Wow. <laughs> and the funny. I thing, think that's the next album. <laughs> I feel that. And the, the funny thing album. was the whole idea. Of doing it was to see whether you get more out of it. Well, we were all so out of it on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> the experiment was a bit bit flawed anyway. <laughs> you need a control if you're going to have an experiment like that, don't you? <laughs> exactly. I think next time you, you know, it's a bit more control. Oh, mate. I don't know how you can beat that, but I bet you can. I bet you can. Yeah. Oh, well, I'll tell another one. <laughs> so another one. So while we're in Colombia, right, so you, you've got to imagine, we're there for five days. People have been giving us shitloads of coke. I'm, I didn't have to buy any. I think drummer and bass player may have even bought some as well, but we had loads of coke on us, yeah. <clears throat> I think uh, one afternoon we're going to go, we were going to go somewhere sightseeing and it rained. So um, <clears throat> somebody suggested... Oh, there's a police museum in Bogota. Why don't you go down to the police museum? There's an exhibition about when they shot, um, what's his name? Castro? No, no. Pablo. Pablo Escobar. Yeah. Escobar, oh, right. yeah. Because they shot him in um, in Bogota. There's, you know, hmm. oh, yeah, could be interesting. Why not? There's nothing else to do. So bundled in a taxi. In a taxi, going to the police museum. I'm sitting in a taxi next, next to my girlfriend, bass player, drum in the front. In, in the car, suddenly I've gone, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. And as I said that, I could see the other two. I realised. Realised we've got shitloads of coke on us. We're going to fucking police music. There's going to be some police there. We've got fucking coke on us. Fuck. Fuck. Oh, how stupid. What stupid can you get? Oh, fuck. What am I going to do? <laughs> Take me out of my pocket, stuffed it down my sock. You know, like the police would never find it there. Yeah, that's the first place they don't. The first place. <laughs> as I as I've said this, oh fuck, fuck yeah! It had dawned on the other two. You see him going, oh fuck, yes, well, yeah. No words were mentioned. Everyone just realised at the same time. Shit, we're going to a police museum. We've got loads of coke. 
So we got there. I think, you know, that's, that's my air ride. I down, down my socks. <laughs> what good that's going to do? And um, my girlfriend can speak Spanish, so <clears throat> we're let into the police museum. But it's big fucking copper. And he's really giving us the eye. Yeah? <laughs> we're fucking freaking... We're shitting ourselves. Right. Yeah? Really <laughs> shitting it. Yeah? Like, already paranoid and now for good reasons. Yes, yes, already <laughs> paranoid from the amount of coke we've been fucking doing. And I, and I think we had loads of grass as well. <laughs> we're in a bit of a state, really. And his coppers welcomes us going on in Spanish to my girlfriend and then leads us into a little room on the side of oh, fuck, this is it. This is it. Hmm. And come into this room. Oh, fuck. Did he say I'll blow it up your ass? But <laughs> 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 well, he's just speaking in Spanish to my girlfriend. Right. And I we, none of that, the rest of us can't speak. Oh, fucking know what's going on. And I was thinking, oh, maybe it's going to be some sort of amnesty thing if you tell us, if you give us what you've got now, you know. Nothing left. Well, all loads of things are passing through my mind, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so he's, he's led, led us into this, and he's very stern, really tired of oh, fucking hell. And in the end, he was just telling us the walls don't take any pictures and this sort of stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he turned out he was a, he was a no. test tubes fan. That's <laughs> yeah, like everyone else is, obviously. Yeah, just, yeah. Just let, let us go. So I was wandering around with my girlfriend looking at the exhibits. The other two, they said they did a line in the museum. Whether they, whether they did or not, I don't know. Oh. So, uh, Pete, you, you've told us amazing stories about places you've gone. I'm sure in your touring years there's got to be a few more stories you can share before we end this episode. Okay, I, I remember when we were in France and we were... We'd, we'd gone somewhere where we'd been offered shitloads of grass and we had another like week or so, so thought, fuck it, let's buy, buy it in bulk. So we bought... A load of grass. I mean, you know, fucking weeks worth. And well, due respect to the French, they they do like to smoke. It's yeah, a sport well, in that so country. So we had shitloads of it, and by this time, I think we'd done two or three gigs. People are always giving me bits of hash and grass and bags of powder, and you know. So <clears throat> we're in a van, and uh, two police bikes pull up by the side, flag us down there. But they're not actually police. They're sort of cut their customs duan on motorbikes. Mm. So pull us, pull us over. Ah, English number plates. What, what is it you do? Oh, two majors, French, explain. Ah, rock band, drugs, heroin. Meanwhile, we're all freaking out because we have got shitloads of drugs. Here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. So he assumed correctly. <laughs> I think somebody had somebody had a tab of acid. We had I had bits and pieces of you know lumps of shit. <laughs> this big bag of grass. Fuck. What are we gonna do? Anyway, so uh, the copper or customs officer, um, he he. Go, get, he gets me and says, right, I'm going to search you, right? He was a bit dopey, yeah. So um, as he searched me, he, basically I, I, I managed to get everything together I had in one hand and sort of kept, 
one ha- as he searched the pocket, I was putting it back in that pocket. <laughs> so he, he was rubbish, really. I mean, uh, he sort of, it's probably his first day. Yeah, <laughs> you know. he was rubbish. Yeah. So I managed to anyway. They they didn't believe that we had nothing. So um, <clears throat> they found ahead to the um, next payage. You know where you, you mm-hmm. pay for the motorway. Right, uh, you come with us to the next payage. There we we have the dog. The dog is going to come in the van and search the van, and you you will be going to prison. Was that? They hadn't found anything. They just saw rock band, English rock band, you know, and they weren't far off. (laughs) (laughs) So we're in the van. Is it right? So. You follow my bike, my friend will follow the van. If we see anything coming out of the window, you know, we're going to stop, we're going to find what you're throwing out of the window. Oh, fuck. What are we going to do? So <clears throat> the payage was about 15 minutes away. I'm not far away, so let's, right, let's eat everything. <laughs> let's eat everything. <laughs> Have you ever eaten, eaten grass? It's fucking. Yeah. It's so we've eaten a whole, uh, you know, in fifteen minutes, covered in bits of stick, and you know, oh, <laughs> eating the fucking. Lot, you know. And we're on the way to a gig. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I was going to say, were you playing that night? Fuck this was a know. week's. We. But oh, what was it? You know, it was God, only last for a week. Fucking like fifteen minutes, yeah, and all these little lumps and and, and snorted all the powder. <laughs> so, so, so we get we get to the um, the payage place, and these these two blokes are, you know, really they look cocksure, you know. Hey, we've got this. Something's going to happen there. And there's a bit of an argument going on with with them and the, and the dog handler. I think they interrupted his lunch or something. <laughs> yeah. So he was pissed off. Anyway, they had um, their um, supervisors there, some somebody higher up than them. So they were thinking, right? You know, we, you know, we've got these guys. We'll show show their bosses. Yeah. Meanwhile, we've eaten the lot. <laughs> brushing ourselves down. The whole van. Stinks of grass, you know, it just stinks of it, yeah. So I get this dog over here, a nice little Labrador. Oh, look at the, we're all going, oh, look at the dog, he's so nice. So fluffy. Yeah, yeah, and, and he he goes in the van, these two coppers, right, we've got them now, sort of thing. The thing is, the whole, because the whole van completely stunk of it. The dog couldn't was pin- confused. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't pinpoint any area where any drugs was hidden. Where do I sit? Where so, do I sit? If you'd known that before, you could just sprinkle weed everywhere and just, <laughs> just so lick the van stick to the end of the so, testicles. Or so yeah, so these two coppers are like, they were sure we had stuff, and you know, and the dog couldn't pinpoint anything, so he couldn't. Find anything? There was right. nothing to find anyway. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> all. And so they had to let us go on our way. Marvelous. Oh. Oh. Got to the gig, nice. and I, uh, so about an hour later, and I've got fucking. I'm setting up the merch, and I'm thinking I'm flying. I'm, <laughs> I'm like four feet off the ground. Yeah, I'm fucking off my tits. Yeah. Promoters really trying, start to sweat at this point. To put the merch. <laughs> 
stand up. <laughs> Fucking, I can't do this. And I go backstage and everyone's lying on the floor laughing. Like <laughs> school kids, yeah. Who, who had the acid in the band? Well, <laughs> no, no one had the acid. We threw the acid on the floor and then we had a bit of a panic attack going, Oh, fuck, what if the dog's here? <laughs> <laughs> it's not very nice for the dog. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. I mean, we couldn't find it. Mm. Maybe the dog had eaten it. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'd like to say, yeah, you know, we're going to wrap up this episode for now, but it would be lovely to come have you come back and do some more stories. Okay. Okay, so uh, I've been Jeff. I've been Ross. I've been Adam. I've been um, Peter Testube. The test tubes. Well, and, actually, oh, there and was the Silent Tom. Hold well, on. And Silent Tom over there in the corner, of yeah, course. Our producer, Silent producing. Tom. Thank you very much. You got anything to add? No. Okay. And, and <laughs> we've so, got to say a big thank you, of course, to uh, uh, Johnny, who's helped us out uh, from Brighton Sound System. He's given us some mics for the mic to make this work. So thank you, Johnny. Do go check out the website, Brighton Sound System. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us as well, we have an email address. <sighs> Oh, Let's see if I can remember it. Um, keeping events topical at gmail.com. Um, if you have a story you want to share, um, uh, send it over if you want to get in touch with us that way. Uh, we, can, uh, we can read it out. If you want to stay anonymous, uh, anonymous. Can you say that again? Anonymous? Can, no. <laughs> if you, you, you understand what I'm saying. We're there with you, mate. Uh, then, uh, yeah, we could, uh, we could, you could send the story over and we can uh, read What's it out on your Pink's behalf. What's the album called? I've, I've forgotten. Oh, fuck knows. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've been racket. Uh, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next episode. Rosen Crew keeping electrical test tubes. Mm-hmm.